welcome to the Defender Podcast, a resource to help mobilize and equip the body of Christ to manifest the gospel to orphans and vulnerable children. This podcast is a ministry of Lifeline Children's Services, and I'm your host, Herbie Newell. Hi there, and welcome again to the Defender Podcast. This is Rick Morton I'm coming to you today, June 21st, 2023. Uh, from here in Birmingham, but last week we had the opportunity to spend the week in New Orleans as part of the Southern Baptist Convention, and uh, we were able to record a number of interviews last week with with friends um, on the occasion of the Southern Baptist Convention. So we were able to sit down with pastors, with denominational leaders, with a variety of folks who all believe that the church is the answer to the orphan care crisis and that full obedience to Jesus means that we as God's people will step in and and serve uh, orphan and vulnerable children in Jesus' name as, as a way of putting the gospel on display. I'm going to share the first of those interviews with you today uh, with Dr. David Prince. Uh, David is the pastor of the Ashland Avenue Baptist Church in Lexington, Kentucky. He's also a professor at the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary in Louisville, Kentucky. Um, David is a churchman. He is, uh, he is a pastor who loves his people well, shepherds his people well, um, and leads his church well to engage their community and to put the gospel on display in a variety of ways, including the way that they care for orphan and vulnerable children. And so uh, in just a minute, we're going to go to that interview and, and be able to, for you to listen into a conversation that I had with David this past week. But before we get there, today is June 21st, 2023, longest day of the year. And today is also Giving Day for Lifeline. And as has become our custom over the last several years, we are focusing today um, on mobilizing resources to care for orphan vulnerable children because the orphan crisis never slows down or, and it never stops. The need always remains great. So today is a 24-hour period concentrated on making hope possible for vulnerable children and families. Um, it's a day to come together as partners and friends who desire to see God's work continue in adoption, family restoration, and global orphan care. You can see our show notes or visit lifelinechild.org backslash giving dash day to make hope possible. So that's lifelinechild.org backslash giving dash day or you can check in our show notes. One of the exciting things about today on Giving Day is we have a $100,000 match today. And so for every dollar given, we have a donor who's going to match that dollar and, and, and is going to double the impact of your gift given today. Um, we would really want to, uh, to ask that you would share this among your friends, tweet it out, um, put it on Facebook, put it out in places, and let's really uh, rally the body of Christ um, to be able to press in on this giving day um, and to maximize that matching gift um, so that we're able to do more um, and, and respond to the crisis uh, of orphans and vulnerable children here at home and around the world. Okay, so without further ado, let's go to the interview that I recorded last week um, with Dr. David Prince of the Ashland Avenue Baptist Church. All right, folks, welcome again. We are in 
the, the midst of the Southern Baptist Convention here in the exhibit hall at our booth. And um, it just had, a, had an incredible time to be able to sit down with some friends and, and talk, about, um, talk about orphan care, talk about what, what we do and about how we're coming alongside the church um, to do that. I'm uh, joined right now with, uh, with my friend, David Prince. Um, David is the, the senior pastor. Uh, at Ashland Avenue Baptist Church in in Kentucky, and David is um, uh, teaches at the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary. Um, he is he is a churchman first and foremost, though, mm-hmm. uh, as a, a senior pastor loves uh, loves the local church, has invested his life in the local church, and uh, and is someone that that we. Um, we really look up to as a pastor. I'll be honest with you. And so, David, thanks for thanks for joining us, and thanks for taking a few minutes to 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 talk. Well, thanks so much. I appreciate the opportunity to chat with you today. Yeah. So we um, three questions. We've been we've been asking a lot of folks uh, along the way just to get perspective. And the first one is uh, the first one's the softball, right? Like it's the why you know why is it important for the church to be involved in in caring for orphan and vulnerable children. Yeah, well, it's important because it is one of the key ways that we reflect the gospel. Mm. There's all kinds of ways in which we're called to reflect the gospel, and uh, it's one of the key ways. You know, I was, uh, I got, uh, I got taken down uh, this road of um, really uh, comprehending and understanding this uh, in just a providential way. Yeah. Uh, I was preaching through Galatians, and I got to the Abba Father text, and. Uh, I made an offhand comment, wasn't in my notes, wasn't prepared, had no plan for it, uh, which is often the best right. best stuff. Uh, and I just said, you know, I, we ought to have a fund here where we uh, where we pool money to empower people to to reflect the gospel in, in the rescue and care of orphans. And it was just an offhanded comment. Uh, and then I went on and finished the sermon. Well, uh, There's a sense in which you can say my church led me into emphasizing adoption and orphan care because money started pouring in. We didn't tell people to give. I just made an offhanded comment. (laughs) Well, within a couple of weeks, we had thousands of dollars and the money just kept coming in. So I had to come before the church and say, listen, keep giving. I don't know what we're going to do or how we're going to do it. (laughs) You know, uh, giving people money for adoption is complicated after you start thinking about it, other parts of the world and everything. And so we said, but I guarantee you, we'll figure it out. And so that took me down a road of just thinking about uh, everything the Bible has to say about adoption Mm -hmm. and that uh, we are the adopted children of God. And, uh, you know, I I came to an understanding of, uh, you know, John Calvin, who's known for a lot of things, uh, but... um, there's one particular writer that, that said that the center of Calvin's theology is the fatherhood of God. Yep. And he is the reformer of, uh, 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 of adoption right. as a theological center point. Mm-hmm. And so I went down that road. Right. And I was actually asked to go give a lecture on that at a, <laughs> at a Christian college. And, and the more I saw it, the more my eyes were wide open that uh, this, is, uh, this is what God is saying about us in the gospel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that powerful line of J.I. Packer and knowing God. Yep. And it's just coming together. Yep. So so that began to be tethered in my preaching ministry uh, at the church. And so it's unavoidable biblically. Right. And so anything that we think is, is biblical and that uh, applies to us as believers, we want to reflect mm-hmm. in any way that we can. Right. And this is a clear one that we can reflect and that we can 
uh, strategically and intentionally do that. So the reason why is the Bible, yep. and the Bible centers on Christ and the gospel, and the gospel demands that we be a people that understand uh, that uh, we are the adopted children of God, and that gives us a mandate in the world as we uh, function in the world to reflect God as those who care for um, um, uh, all orphans yep. and uh, vulnerable people of all right. kinds, right. but but at uh, at the top of that list, uh, James one twenty seven, yeah, I'm orphans ready, and I'm ready widows. To just give the invitation at this point, <laughs> right? Like that. But 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 seriously, I think you know a very similar experience. You know, I was in you know our story is I was teaching at Southern and and what and my wife came home one day and said, you know, I think I've been praying and I really think God is. You know, leading us to adopt, and my question was, "What do you What do you mean, us?" And then, <laughs> but but then, you know, really going on a on a very similar journey, and along the way, uh, the, the like the more I, the more I searched and the more I found, the more you know, the deeper it went. And and I really just came to a conviction that that there are things that that the world misses, and that we that mm -hmm. we don't demonstrate to the world. Um, about the character of God, and about the yeah. you know about the, the depth of the nature of the gospel, if we're not doing this work and 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 creating that object lesson for the world to see it, and and so, you know, the passion is yes, we we love orphan and vulnerable children. We believe that you know that they should should be cared for and and because they're created in the image of God. But we do it in in large part uh, not just not just for them and, and sometimes not even especially for them. We do it because because of who God is and because of our ability to reflect him. And it's not just for the world to see. Right. It's for us to see. That's, that's a great point. The church community is transformed whenever we reflect uh, the gospel yeah. in all kinds of ways. Yeah. But I guarantee you they're transformed when a church actually embraces the heart of God for having an uh, adoption and orphan care culture. Yeah. So. So as a pastor and, and with, the, with kind of the, the, the place and the role that, that God has given you in, in shepherding a congregation, um, how, how, do you, how do you, as, as a senior pastor, how do you shape a, a culture of orphan care? What are, what are some of the things that are important yeah. in that? Well, the first thing is that terminology is uh, really important uh, and uh, culture of adoption and orphan care. So in our congregation, we would never say that we have an adoption ministry or an orphan care ministry because what that um, puts in people's minds is we've got a committee of people who are into that kind of thing. Right. Or that we have a few families that are into that, mm. so they adopt. And so we we wanted to ban that because we believe this is a biblical requirement for all believers. Not that all believers will be adoptive families, not that all believers will be fostering families, right. not that all believers will, but, but that all believers will be involved in adoption and orphan care. So so our whole thing is uh, just like missions is for all of us, not just yep. a few of us, yep. adoption and orphan care is for all of us. And so I have a responsibility to create a culture in which we talk about these things that, that uh, unlocks in people's hearts and minds mm -hmm. that this is all of our responsibility. And by God's grace, um, the church has, has gone incredible uh, yep. ways in living that out. So so we might have a family who's adopting and um, you know, some senior adult lady who's doing needlework for that mm -hmm. adoption. We have, we've had kids over the summer who, who make money all summer just to give it to families that are adopting. Yeah. We have a fund for that. 
To be honest with you, we have so much money in the fund for that that we, we stopped taking a yearly offering. <laughs> People still give to it, uh, but it, it sort of replenishes itself. Yeah. Uh, and and so, so creating a culture where that makes sense, that, that kids think about adoption and orphan care, yeah. that senior adults who aren't going to be the adoptive mm -hmm. parents are connected. So, so we might have a family bring a child to church for the first time, and I'm looking out and an 85-year-old lady's got tears in her eyes, and so does an eight-year-old child. Mm -hmm. And they know what we tell our church is, a congregation, this is another child that you have invested in and brought yeah. into this family. Yeah. And we are the going to be a church family for this family who's taken on the responsibility of raising this child. And so that whole way of approaching it in terms of uh, congregational culture uh, just changes the whole way people think about it. And, you know, David, you I, and I want to I want to tell you, you've you've shaped the way that I talk about this. Mm. And, and I think that was those were things I believed in and and things that I, you know, passionately advocated for, wrote books about all kinds of stuff. But but the but the reality of of, of using the, the verbiage of talking about having an orphan care ministry in your church um, like I've just I've realized that in in so many ways that's not helpful yeah um, our orphan care ministry is the church right it's the whole church exactly and yeah you know and uh, I speak at some orphan care events and things like that and I've got eight children yep and so the question always after with people is how many are adopted <laughs> right uh, the answer is zero right uh, we 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 thought about adopting prayed about adopting but my wife was pregnant for yep. about 20 years, yeah. <laughs> uh, virtually almost right, the entire right. time. And so we have eight children, but, but that actually strengthens my hand mm -hmm. in the church in creating the adoption culture. Right. So I don't advocate this because this is just something I'm into and I've done. And I, now it's sort of a badge of spirituality. You've got to be an adoptive family or headed that way to, no, no, not at all. Uh, I'm like most of the people in our church. We've never adopted children. We've never fostered children. Uh, and yet uh, we are, I want to be the biggest champion of the culture we're creating just simply because I'm the, I need to be the biggest champion of the gospel. Right. 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 Well, and I, you know, and, and, and part of the ministry that, that God's given us uh, here at Lifeline is about coming alongside local churches to help to help to empower the, the building of that culture. And so we want to, you know, the reason we've created things like uh, Equip to Love as a resource is to train children's and preschool workers to, to be ready to receive kids that have come from hard places, to, to know how to talk about, you know, a child that's in, that's in care and foster care, yeah. to know how to, you know, know how to say the right things around them so that, so that you're helpful to understand the, you know, sometimes the, the complex behaviors and things that you see as a result of a child that's, you know, that's experienced trauma mm -hmm. or neglect or, or whatever. And, and the, but the, the the thing like the message we want to communicate and we want to help churches to 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 be able to to do is is to to be able to affirm those children and preschool workers are are living out James one twenty seven. Yes, they're, they're they're boots on the ground in 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 putting the gospel on display in in the way that they're providing care for Absolutely. those children and most of them are. They're not going to adopt. They're not going to foster. They're not even going to do respite care. They're not going to. They're not going to do so many things. But they're doing. But they're doing something. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know. And 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 so we want to be there to be able to to provide churches with those on ramps and those those mm -hmm. those different tools um, to to be able to help to to include people. Fantastic. So, 
So last last question, last thought is, um, and, and, and you do this a lot in your church, and so this will be an easy one, but families, people that are engaged in um, in caring for vulnerable children, um, what what would you say if you were just sitting down next to one of them now and, and trying to encourage them in the thing that God's called them into doing? Yeah, I mean, first of all, uh, recognition that it's difficult mm. and that we understand that and that we as a church... Uh, are their partners in doing everything we can to uh, to, to be their church family. Uh, and I think that's really important. So um, our culture is such where um, a lot of this kind of ministry of, of helping people along just happens organically, right. never makes it to the pastor's office. Right. Like these families are stepping into this family's life. They know they have a need. We, we have some formal things. My wife started a restoring dignity ministry to help foster families and things like that. But but so much of what happens in our congregation is just, just organic. And, and a lot of what we just say is do not grow weary in well-doing. Um, and um, celebrating uh, what God is doing in the midst of the difficulty because I mean, to be honest with you, a lot of them um, get more than they bargain for. 100%. Um, and we try to be very sober-minded with our preparation of people yeah. for not only adoption, but fostering yeah. and uh, all kinds of orphan care opportunities. And uh, we just, we want to do a good job preparing them, but then we just want to be there for them. Yeah. And, and a lot of times... Uh, uh, people just simply need to know that they're not in this alone. Mm -hmm. And the church culture is so vital uh, that um, there is a community that those folks have uh, 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 people to turn to that mm -hmm. understand. And, and now we have so many families who have either adopted or are participating in foster care in our congregation mm -hmm. that there's a whole support network yeah. above them. But, but let me say clearly that that support is not just sort of them with one another. Right. I, I, it's, right. a, it's a whole church sort of thing, right. but people who are also going through it, and a lot of people who, who've been at the spots that they've been in right. who can say, listen, uh, just right. there, there, there's light at the end of the tunnel right. that, that you've got to stay the course. But uh, very sober-minded that yeah. this is difficult. And, and uh, most of the time, actually living out and reflecting the gospel is difficult. Mm -hmm. And this is one of those ways. Well, you know, we, I mean, even as you say that, I, I, I think, and, and we tell our, our families as we're walk, walking through pre-adoption preparation from from our side of things, mm -hmm. um, you know, just reminding them that, you know, the Lord had a pattern with Israel mm -hmm. of, of when, when God, when God showed himself and and said important things and called Israel to to important things he, he also had a pattern of, of saying um, build an altar and mm. and worship here and 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 I think and I don't think I'm I don't think I'm proof texting the idea that I, I God knew that there were days that were going to come in the future when they needed to walk by those piles of rocks and remember mm. that God had shown himself to them and yeah. God had called them to things. And, and I think for, for foster and adoptive families, that, that intentionality of the church celebrating with and, and celebrating around, and that doesn't always mean things that look like big celebrations. It might yeah. be, it might be, uh, you know, we didn't wet the bed for, 
yeah. you know, for, for a few nights or whatever, like the, the difficulty of some of those things that, you know, that, that families find themselves walking through. But, but as the body of Christ, recognizing those things, recognizing that, that God's present and God's, you know, God's given victory and, and God's given sustenance in the middle of sometimes what can be really hard. We all want to be able to grab onto those moments when it is difficult and, and say, we know the Lord's in this and we know that he's yeah. called us to it. Yeah. And, you know, uh, a part of what we do as well is, uh, you know, a lot of these families are just key members of congr yeah. our congregation. They're yeah. active. And to give them permission to say, you don't, you don't necessarily in this season need to be doing all mm -hmm. the other extra things that you mm -hmm. were doing. You may be teaching a class, and, mm -hmm. and this season you need to spend more time at home and, yeah. and uh, less time preparing lessons and yeah. things like that and giving them permission to say, this is a ministry that right. you've undertaken. And for you stepping away from other things, you're not stepping away from ministry. That's right. You just have had a seasonal change in what your focus has to be because a lot of times this takes so much early on intentionality right. uh, and time and energy and effort. And we want to give them permission to say that. You know, I would say sometimes, why are you here? <laughs> right? You've got other things <laughs> that, right. that, you right. need, that you could be doing. Well, um, yeah. Man, praise the Lord for the things that God is doing in, in the, the congregation that you, that you lead and serve. And, and, uh, and just thankful for all that you do to support families in, in, in ways that, that, you know, we're encouraged um, mm. by you as a friend. And so... Mm. Uh, Dr. David Prince, thanks for thanks for sitting down with us. Thanks for taking a moment, and uh, and we just pray that the Lord blesses you and blesses Ashland Avenue, and mm. and that that God does much for for His glory. Well, I appreciate that. I have a great love for the ministry of Lifeline, and uh, pray for it c consistently. Thank you, brother. Thanks for listening to the Defender Podcast. If you enjoy making this podcast a part of your weekly routine, we'd love for you to take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review the Defender Podcast to make it easier for more people to find. For more information on how you and your church can partner with Lifeline, visit us at lifelinechild.org. If you want to connect with me, please visit herbienewell.com. Follow us at Lifeline on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter by searching for Lifeline Child. You can email us directly at info at lifelinechild.org. Beloved, will you allow God to use the gospel through you to impact the life of a child? Please contact us because we are here to defend the fatherless. We'll see you again next week for the Defender Podcast.